Welcome to Peel the Onion, the podcast where we figure out what the fuck is going on and dissect the shitstorm that is our beautiful world. Welcome everyone to episode number two. I'm Andrew and with me I have the wonderful Nat Fraser from Existential Offerings and the wonderful Sumaya from Heart of Euphoria. How are we all doing tonight? Yeah, I am doing pretty, pretty well. Uh, I feel like I've got my silly brain on rather than my uh, wisdom brain on. But um, we'll see how it goes, see how it goes. Very nice to be here, seeing you both again. You've got such a fucking different voice as soon as you turn the mic on, mate. It's Is it clearer than before? <laughs> it, it just... No, like, you just... You just you can tell that you've got a business voice over your normal oh, voice. I always mean business. That's what it is. Well, <laughs> I'm well, always serious. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Samaya, uh, how are you doing, mate? I am well, thank you. And again, as Nat said, very, very happy to be here. And um, yeah, happy to see where this session leads Goes. us to. Mm-hmm. Down the rabbit hole. So today's topics are insecurity and confidence. Just those two words. How? What do they? What type of emotions do they bring out to you? If you, yeah. It's funny. All of our faces have got like our eyebrows raised and our faces mushed up. Like it's almost like why are we responding with confusion to? Yeah. It's a tough question, isn't it? I suppose maybe it's a too open. Okay, the 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 word insecurity. How what does that make you feel? You know, I think my the reason I'm hesitant to to make a comment on that is because my relationship with that word has changed, especially let's say within the last couple of years, because insecurity before. The word insecurity would have been really awkward, embarrassing, scary, vulnerable. And it's there's something about insecurities which we feel that they're completely ours and nobody else experiences them. And that is part of what makes us feel so insecure, feel so vulnerable, not secure in the world, alone in the world. Whereas over the last couple of years, I have been with so many admirable people, so many wise people, so many kind people, so many confident people. And in my presence with these people, we have been exploring real depths. We've been exploring vulnerabilities, blind spots, insecurities. And I realize in such a profound way that everybody does have them no matter your background, no matter how you present to others, no matter how highly esteemed you are in someone else's eyes, you are always going to have an insecurity. And whether you share that with someone else or keep it to yourself is a matter of your choice. But there's something humbling. I totally believe it. As, As personalities, we have many spectrums. So you're, you're going to be on the spectrum of being super secure in something and really insecure in other things. And I think now at the moment, people are a lot more willing to be open about it. So all the discussions of insecurity are being brought to the table. Um, but I think, yeah, totally. Everyone's got them. 
but I think the 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 thought behind it is is what you know what when when you think of insecurities, what are the things that come up for you that you are insecure about? That's a really difficult question, though, when you think about it, because to some extent, I mean, for me personally, anyway, for, to some extent, you can be insecure about everything. And I think it depends on your relationship with certain parts of your life and what you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with your physicality, you may have insecurities, but because of how comfortable you are, it's easier to overlook them. But then on the flip side, if, for example, you are not so secure when it comes to your emotional well-being during a time like that, your insecurities would rocket sky high Mm. because, first of all, you don't know how to interpret it. Second of all, you can't you can't sort of predict how the other person will interpret that if you do want to open up about it. And you have the third point of it, which is how comfortable are you with these insecurities and do they stop you in any way, shape or form when it comes to your life? And I think that in itself holds the answer to the things you're insecure about and how you really feel about it in those moments. Yeah, that makes sense. With with that in mind, I suppose you can say that, you know, the the spectrum of having secure on one side and complete insecurity on the other side, you you swivel on that spectrum. You're not always in one place. And I suppose what you are feeling like what your confidence is, I suppose the more confidence you are, um no, actually, I don't think your your confidence would would interrupt whether you feel secure or or your insecurities, because there there's, there's got to be things that make you feel more more secure, insecure in life, right? Or is it just is it deeper than your mental being? So if you think like fuck yeah, I'm in good mood, I can take on the world today. I suppose you still have your insecurities, but they're not as visible to you because they're overshadowed by your confidence of the well-being of the f- of your future. Well, perhaps it's that you're saying that confidence doesn't take away insecurities, but when you're in a confident state of mind, you're able to live with those insecurities rather than taking I, I them away. I think I'm a pretty confident person. I, I feel quite comfortable saying that I am a pretty confident person, that if I want to do something, I feel pretty comfortable in, in, in giving it a go. But at the same time, I'm I'm insecure as hell. I need constant gratification or, you know, approval that what I'm doing is the right thing and whether I'm a good person or not. Um, so I'm, 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 I find it quite difficult to, to figure out how you can be really insecure about yourself but at the same time on the other side of the scale be super confident to think that you're going to kick ass at life i think in that sense then could you say that insecurities to a certain extent can be quite positive because hearing hearing what you've said andy it sort of sounds like those insecurities are there to ground you and to a certain extent give you that moment of I'm human, I'm capable, yet at the same time I need to remember my roots. I mean I might I might have a completely different take on it, but that's what I'm sort of 
seeing in terms of it well yeah and i was i was thinking while you were speaking earlier that insecurity it's almost a part of reflexivity can we experience insecurity if we're not drawing our awareness to it and so being reflective is going to highlight insecurity and i don't think that depending on your relationship with the insecurities when they when you become aware of them i don't think it always has to be a bad thing in fact i think as with you know the existential kind of understanding of emotions that they can all of them are valuable all of them are necessary because they're guides so to acknowledge that you feel insecure about something doesn't have to be a terrible thing it's merely a guide to say oh this is something that you don't feel super comfortable on and and it sets you on this path should you wish to take it of exploration of wondering what you can change but if you'd never had that insecurity in the first place you wouldn't know that that's something you'd like to change i guess the word that pops up for me then from mm-hmm. hearing that is self-discovery because that's what insecurities are i mean if 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 anyone's comfortable feel, sort of sharing an example that would be great but i think i'd be happy to share one of my insecurities which is around um the way i look or the way i present myself it's always been an insecurity of mine it always has but at the same time i'm able to trace back where that insecurity has come from identify how it affects you and i think in turn give you a new perspective on what that insecurity can mean to you 10 years later when you're away from those situations or you're away from the people who gave you that negative connotation when it comes to any form of insecurity i see that i i yeah i think you definitely hit something there i think a lot of the insecurities that people can have are actually over the things that they don't have a control over like their height their hair color their you know the yeah anything that they don't really size of their hands for trump for instance you know he's secured about he's he's really (laughs) you know he's got tiny hands Um, oh fucking trump yeah um so yeah so i definitely think that those are the things because those are things you can't change so your confidence is just smacked down from that because you can't you can't really do anything about it it's just something that's been nagging at you since you know people have been picking at you about it for since like junior school or whatever um so yeah 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 interesting do you think do you think someone like trump has insecurities because since you brought it up about his hands i'm sort of thinking about him as a person and his his mindset and it'd be really interesting like to delve into the mind of someone who i honestly believe is in a state of constant psychosis i don't think he lives in the real world i really don't i, think, I really I think honestly he believe to. he lives in a fantasy i think he used to like if you listen to interviews of him in like the 80s and the 90s he's mm. super literate he, he really knows what he's you know he, he makes sense he's think you, you look at him you think oh fuck this guy knows what he's on about um but i think no he, he must be on so many different like drugs um he's definitely on some amphetamines 
massively to, to be <laughs> to be his age like the you see the way that he stands and he walks he's not he doesn't really bend his legs he's not in any physical shape or form you know that's he's got no sense of fitness um has a diet of of burger king and um you know smashing out these like 20 hour days and absolutely fully pumped every time you see him that guy's got to be on drugs like you can't if you yeah if you see him when he was you know going around doing the tours um he's just full of energy constantly and there's only there's only one thing that that when you're 70 years old that can keep you meditation andy's gone drugs and natalie's gone straight yeah. <laughs> meditation mate that's what yeah. you can do but, yeah, the power of bit... meditation <laughs> yeah he's definitely um he's an interesting character to say the least but you fuck you ever broken up with a narcissist like you're gonna Ooh. the next couple of months mate it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see what's 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 gonna go on with trump and what he's going to i do. think he'll handle it reasonably um, i'm sure there's oh, is that a joke <laughs> i or? like how you said that you just said that so calm <sighs> i mean he's already throwing a tantrum he doesn't want to leave the white house yeah i mean i think that says enough he was playing golf when it and they were like pulling <laughs> straws to see who had to go and tell him. Like, by the way, you've just lost. I did not know and that. I... <laughs> yeah, he was playing golf, and you could see his face change from when he went into when he came out. His face was com- like he was he was pissed. He proper pulled like a tantrum. Yeah, he did. I mean, we feel that we overcome big things in life but can you imagine the moment that you're told you are no longer the president of the united states no i'm no i can really i i think he's relieved to be honest i i don't really think he wanted it in the first place so do you think he's all talk then um i mean he does talk a lot and he does chat a lot of shit but I don't know, man. Like, I live in a fucking truck on the other side of the, you know, of the water from, from America. I don't really know what's going on on there. I don't really feel like I'm qualified enough to actually, you know, answer answer that question. You know, I mean, the, you, you're talking about a president of a of a country that's got a population of, like, over 300 million people. <laughs> and although we speak the same language, we don't have the same rules. We don't we don't grow up the same way. We don't hear about the same things. We don't have the same experiences. And so what my thoughts are on there is really I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to, to answer that. I don't think a lot of people are. And... I just find it interesting though I, f- I find I find his demeanor and his thought process very interesting because he comes across as someone who's very very confident and it takes a lot of confidence for him to have done what he has done which in essence is putting together a campaign winning that campaign becoming president for an x amount of years and then being told, well, you're no longer president. He, there are, there's strong elements of confidence there. And I guess what I'm looking at there is, do we see any, any, what do you call them? Any insecurities during those times? Because he does, he comes across very, very confident. Even if you see him prior to his presidency, he's a very confident person. If you see him in business, if you see the way he talks to people, he is very confident. And I'm wondering if there's, a, if there's elements of self-doubt 
or any of those things that come to play. Because I guess we see one side of him, really, and that side is what we see in the media, more or less. Yeah, I I find that interesting. I don't, I don't think it's confidence. Because, not comparing myself to Trump, obviously, but for being able to discuss the things that I've felt, is that I... I I feel like I have the ability to do anything I set my mind to. I'll just I'll just give it a go. I'll see how it works out. I'll do the first step. I'll I'll roughly figure out where it is I want to go. I'll work backwards to how I think I can get to the halfway point, and then I'll see what things I need to implement to get myself there. And it's just having a strategy in place of how to achieve something that you want to do. Um, I know that most of the time it doesn't work out or I run out of motivation or I think like, yeah, this is great. But then, you know, a couple of days in or a couple of hours or whatever, X amount of time in, I just lose interest. I can't be asked to do it anymore. Um, And I think the same with Trump is that he doesn't really, I, I don't think confidence is the right word, but he'll just give it a bosh and see see how it goes and see where he ends up with it. And for some reason where he's got so many people around him, he can just really push the limits and he can actually get stuff done. Where he's like, oh, fuck, I did this? Awesome, all right, let's see what else I can do. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know if confidence is, has anything to play with it because with me it doesn't. I don't feel like... I, I, I don't feel like I register on the scale of confidence. I don't really... I don't feel like, fuck yeah, I'm awesome, I can go and do this. That's a total lie. Actually, I am that person. I do think I'm fucking awesome. Um, no, no. On a, I, I, I don't have that where I, where I think, like, I'm going to fucking ace this. It's always just, I'm going to see how far I can go with this, and if it works out, awesome. If not, what lessons have I learned from it? And then how can I do that again? But I, I see and confidence. See I see confidence when you say it. I see confidence when you say because it, it it takes confidence to say to take a step into a new direction in order to get a certain outcome it does take confidence I mean not everyone can get out of bed and say right this is the dream or this is what I want to achieve how do I go about it there's this step this step this step let's go let's try if it fails it fails if it does it does I see that as confidence do you know I think I need to google what confidence means I was just about to <laughs> do it. You, you, you Google that. But this is, I think, confidence. What I'm understanding from this is that it's a lot deeper. That it's a lot more complex, and confidence doesn't necessarily mean whatever this endeavor is. It's going to be successful. Confidence, the way that you've described it, there, Andy, can mean. I have the courage to try. Yeah, I second that. I'm confident in myself and I'm I have the courage that if it goes wrong, things are still going to be okay. So what does courage mean? Cuz I mean, you know, these are words that I've been using my whole fucking life, but I don't mm. think I've actually ever properly looked behind and see what it means. The ability to do something that frightens one's bravery. But then, see, I wouldn't say that's that's it because it doesn't frighten me. I I I just understand the, you know, the process. If I wanted, if you know, I'll 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 try. I'll test it. 
I'll test heaps of different things to see what the variables are and then I'll figure out what the strongest one is to be to the next step or by doing those things I discover what the next step is but I don't think it's courage because I'm not I'm not doing anything that frightens me because you have confidence maybe so confidence interestingly is the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something it derives from the latin which means to have full trust so this makes a lot more sense as to how we've come to the conclusions of what it means to have confidence and hearing that andy how does that fit in with you now that you know the definition let me read that again. The feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. I mean, would that someone be yourself? Yeah. That you have yeah, faith, it can be. Your faith in yourself. Yeah, I see. That's the thing. I don't. I. It. I don't acknowledge. I, I don't know. It just doesn't sit. Sit with it because I don't. The feeling or belief that one can have faith in in themselves i i i don't see i don't see what what faith has to has to do with it because it's just you know i'm not i'm not hoping for this to work out or for it not to work out i'm trying to give it a go and then see if it does or doesn't if it works out awesome i'll go to the next step if it doesn't work out i'll reevaluate what the variables are what can i change and then try again there's no there's i mean obviously i hope that it works out because you know i'm a bit lazy and i don't want to keep on fucking trying at it i just want to get it done but at the same time i don't i don't feel like i'm putting my faith into it to no but you have you have faith that your ideas you know when you say i can i can fall back on something that's having having faith uh, that that you have yeah. something to fall back on. So the definition of faith is the complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So I think that I've got faith in myself. Or oh, the complete mm. nah, the complete trust. Yeah, I completely trust myself to be able to do something. Yeah, and to overcome it if it doesn't work. And so it's yeah. not defined by the outcome. It's defined by yes. the attitude that you have. That's a nicely nice way to summarize it. Samaya. Say that again. That didn't really sink into my head. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Luckily, we're I don't recording remember. this half yeah. fucking hour. Um, it, it's said, not about the outcome. It's about the experience of of. Yeah, so it's, of it's doing. yeah. It's basically yeah. not an outcome. It's the attitude that you have towards it. Something along those lines. It was more eloquent at the beginning. Okay. It did. It sounded good. It sounded good. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't really. I don't know. I think I need to. The the thing is, I think what I've always done is just not questioned it. I was like, I'll just fucking, I'll just give it a go and see how it works out, and not question the method if it works awesome. If not, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm doing something naughty. That's what it actually feels like. I feel like when I'm just giving something a go it's it's a little bit i don't know it's exciting or a little bit naughty yeah. like oh i don't know if i should be if i should be doing this or not um i want to bring up a point actually because it's just struck to me now so nat for me and you i think we're on the same page when we see andy 
So we've sort of talked about the confidence and having faith in himself and all of these things. And Andy, you've said that these aren't things that you've ne- you've not necessarily spoken about or thought about much during making decisions. And I guess what I'm wondering is, maybe that's what it is. It's that it's understanding that little bit more about yourself and who you are as a person. And maybe this conversation is opening up a part of yourself that you haven't necessarily thought about and thought of it to be quite natural. Whereas if someone else who isn't as confident or that self-assured to put a plan together and run with it, that person would look at you and think, damn, like this guy's got balls. He can mm-hmm. he can put a plan together. He can run it without a second doubt and see what happens. If it works out, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You learn from it, move on, try the next thing. So I think it's part of that self-discovery. Yeah, I suppose it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never really. It's just something that I've done. I've I've never really. I don't feel like it's something that I've trained myself. I think I've trained myself to kind of stay on the track of trying not to get distracted and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think I've ever trained myself to to have this trait of just going out and getting shit done. I've just always enjoyed you know pulling my finger out and going on an adventure or um you know if something's come to my mind i'll 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 give it a go and see see what comes from it but because i don't think i've ever seen it as a as a trait i suppose i've never really um thought it's anything to look into further and i think maybe that's where you know the the feeling of um of imposter syndrome also comes from because i kind of i see myself pulling all of these things off in life and other people are like how the fuck is he doing this where is this you know where is this coming from and because people are responding like that i kind of feel like i'm either cheating or i'm doing something that's like a you know a life hack um that's making me able to do things that your average person doesn't do and and that that feeling of not seeing everybody else doing this makes me kind of think like okay well why where where is that coming from why why have i stumbled onto being able to make things just happen when other people really struggle with it because I, d- I don't see it i don't see other people struggling with it um i see you know if i speak to other people about it it's just that they're not prioritizing it so they've got their priorities somewhere somewhere else um can you hear santi my dog chewing in the background can you hear that he's, <laughs> Bless he's him. munching really loud <laughs> There's always something when you're recording a podcast they think like, oh fuck yeah, I've gotta put that away or uh you know, remember to turn the phone in silent and suppose now I should put hide the dog food somewhere somewhere else so he can't get to it while I'm recording. Um <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know, I've I've never really I've never questioned the, the ability of why I'm able to do things. And that I think is where this confidence and insecurity ties in. Because I think if you did reflect deeply on every decision and open it up to insecurity open it up to questioning it doubting it then you wouldn't interact with the world in the way that you do and what came up for me when you were speaking here is confidence develops or is experienced in different ways i can think of three off the top of my head and i've got 
naivety so not having a thought about the consequences we can feel confident to go ahead and do something if we're not thinking about the consequences we can have it meticulously planned and so therefore i feel really confident to go ahead to do this because i know down to the t that i've planned it ahead and we can have that leap of faith that sense of and which might be what you were saying about that cheeky feeling like oh you know I, I don't exactly know how it's going to do, but I, I have a leap of faith. I'm just going to go it. And I have that confidence in that. I have that trust in that. I'm going to just go ahead and do it. But I think, you know, there's if we picked it apart more, there's many different ways. But I think that confidence can be experienced in different ways. Mm. Yeah, if, I'm with you. Yeah, there. if you feel yeah. confident about going ahead and trying something, it's more gonna likely to be aligned by that than if you did reflect too deeply in a negative way. I think I want to pick up on a point that you made, Andy, when you used the words imposter syndrome. And the reason why I bring that up is because like you, or maybe, sim- I can't say like you, I'd say similar to what you explained. I have that sort of, if you can call it imposter syndrome, I have that towards my past. And looking back, and there's been times when I've opened up to you guys about the past and things that have happened. And when someone says, you're really brave, or you're really courageous, or you took a really big step, you you look back and you think, but that's not courageous. That's not making a big step. You know, life was shit. We had to do something to get out of it. And that's what we did. You don't look at that as an achievement. And yeah. I still, I still don't. I still don't. I don't. I don't attach no, any of those totally words. Totally with you. Yeah, totally I don't. With I, you as I well. do not. I do not attach any of those words. If someone says to me, "Oh, you're really strong," I've, I, I feel really shit about it. I feel really shit about it. And I normally come away thinking, "But that's not the point." I'm not. I don't have these qualities. If you look at my life, in what form or shape do you see that? It's almost as though when I look back, I look at it like well, this was the pattern of my life and I had to go, I had to go with it. I didn't have a choice. I had to go with it. And so that in itself can become really uncomfortable. And I think it people respond to imposter syndrome very, very differently. Um, I'll share mine and I'd, I'd really appreciate, I'd really be interested in hearing what your guys' sort of perspective of it is. But for mine, the way imposter syndrome affects me is it would make me self-harm every time I felt that feeling because for me, it brought up very, very strong feelings of your fake. And the reasons for the self-harm would be a reminder to myself that, look, you're not the bee's knees. You just, you had to live the life you were given and you made it through. That's what it is. And now that I'm no longer in that space, I don't I don't react to it as strongly anymore but it still is for me a very negative connotation because I look back and I think no I don't show these qualities I had to live the life that was given and this was the this was my way of doing it well to to me it sounds with with that kind of release of of, of self harm I mean to me self understanding from from is from self-harming is is to release you're trying to release something from yourself you like it's not exactly trying to punish yourself um but the the sense you get from self-harming is that it's a sense of relief it's it's not uh it's not a route that i've you know that i've 
that I've traveled down. Um, but I, 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 I understand your your thoughts, your your train of thought with with having the imposter syndrome from from looking back. But you know, you can also see that as is that you've changed so much from where you come from that you just can't put yourself in the shoes of who that person you were. That there's Absolutely. so much of a disconnection from how far you've come that you don't recognize who that person was, and um, because you don't recognize who that who you were back then um that there's such a disconnect from there that you kind of feel like it wasn't it wasn't you yeah or it wasn't real it's it's a figment of an imagination and how do you feel about looking back at it well, I still do keep some parts of it with me now. And I think that comes down to, again, the type of upbringing I had, which was very, very religious, very controlled and very male dominant. And so, you know, keeping that imposter syndrome at the forefront is almost was almost a way and is sometimes still almost a way of staying humble in the terms of religion. I don't know if that makes I, any sense. Yeah, totally. I was just about to. I was just about to ask you to see if it's if it's empowering. Which parts? The emotion that you feel of it being at the forefront of your mind, not specific the thinking back at it, but the actual emotion that you feel when you're thinking about it. Because to me, I I, I kind of get that looking back. I really cringe at it. So there's some moments I look back in my life and think, "Fuck, that's so cringy. I can't believe I did that." Um, but it's those moments, that feeling that I get that makes me think, like, "Fuck, I got to better myself. I can do, I can do more than this." Um, I can see where you know where what energy I can use to 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 bring this further, that feeling of of humble. Partly, I am Does still a little bit sense? confused, but partly, and I think reason why is because when I do look back at those moments or the moments that you described as being cringy or you sort of think, oh, for God's sake, I think I feel I feel quite sad for the person back there. I feel quite sad at the fact that you know the younger me um wasn't aware of the potential that she had at that point and had to you, you know you, there's there's no need for that you're fully aware that that person that you think about in the past doesn't exist that that whole thing of looking back and feeling sorry for somebody else and putting yourself through yeah. those emotions is complete bullshit you should not do that that's not healthy for you yeah and i guess that's something that is still quite strong with me because and it and again i've only realized it i've only realized it now because and again i find it very very true when people say you can get stuck in the past because that's happened and it's only when i've looked at the timestamp that i'm thinking oh god hold on we're in 2020 this thing happened six years ago and i'm like shit i've been beating myself up from then up until now and literally these are thoughts every single day that's how yeah. strong it was and i had that realization probably earlier on this year and we're talking about uh when was this this was probably four years back when i'm thinking of the last thing that sort of really racked my brains and i'm looking at myself and i'm thinking I did not realize that this happened this many years ago because I'm still stuck there. I still I still feel like I need to send an email out to the, to people and say look I'm really sorry for what I did. I didn't mean to hurt you if I did. I didn't mean to do all of these things, but 
it's only it's only through looking at where I am now and that grounding yourself where I've sort of gone oh god I've been carrying the same baggage for the past this many years every single day and I'm in the same point and I guess to a certain extent I'm sort of stopping myself from making further progress because I'm beating myself up about things that happened this many years ago maybe then you have to maybe then it is worth reaching Mm. out to those people and be like hey listen man I'm so fucking sorry I've done it I've done it I reached out to a guy maybe three I was I was a complete prick to this guy at uh, school and college for for no serious reason um and I, I think it was just you know the self-hatred I had for myself he was the kind of person that I felt appropriate to to take out on and I I think I reached out to him maybe three three four years ago and just said you know I'm, I'm sorry mate for being such a prick for you back at school you completely didn't deserve it and you know and um and 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 what not more um and I've you know I I hope that I brought him some sort of closure or at least acknowledgement that you know that people do change their mind and that if any pain that I did brought home to me wasn't personal it wasn't really you know it was a release onto him but it wasn't directed at him um and for me it brought some sort of closure as well of just by bringing that that out there to somebody or to the person that was inflicted on um because you know they i kind of feel like i i i owed it to them and to yourself to, to feel that closure and to myself and yeah. i think leading yeah. from yeah. that it's think... also important that if you engage in a activity like that as part of your growth as part of your reflection as part of your closure you have to be aware that you are doing this in strong part for yourself and not have a huge expectation from them. Because just because you have now come to a place where you need to revisit that time and you need to say sorry does not mean that they have to be in a place to forgive. And you have to be aware for that. I had a friend recently, actually, who was on the other side. They had out of the blue. And I think actually this happened a lot over COVID, I heard. Everyone started reflecting and everyone was bored. Everyone had lots of time on their hands. And a lot of people opened up the past. And this very close friend of mine had someone from school maybe it was you I don't know I don't think so but had someone got in touch with them and say sorry I was such a horrible person to you but that from my friend's perspective it wasn't ideal it's it was a spanner thrown in completely randomly way too late well I don't know it was more just out of the blue so I think while activities like that can be healing for both parties we have to be mindful of the fact that it's not always going to be and be aware that we can expect angry responses no responses or positive responses from the person that we choose to engage with you've got to set boundaries and know when enough is enough um one of the biggest things that i've always struggled with is um if i've wronged someone i will very very happily um have a conversation with the person and say look i'm really sorry i reacted in a really horrible way or i spoke to you in a really bad way and i apologize but for me it doesn't stop there i still feel like i still feel indebted that's the word i still feel indebted to the people that i've wronged 
even if they don't see what I've done as wrong, I view it as that, and therefore I cannot let it go. So what what are your variables there that you could put in place to prevent that from happening or to find comfort or ease within yourself? Uh, well, there's the healthy way. It, it normally starts off healthy, but then gets very unhealthy as time goes on. So the healthiest way would be picking up the phone to have a conversation with someone, um, either sending a text or if I'm in contact with that person via email, sending an email um, and making sure that I'm not justifying what I've done wrong. I'm acknowledging what I've done wrong and acknowledging the pain I may have caused and asking for forgiveness. Um, for me, I I tend to go a step forward, which is something that I'm working on. My step forward next is I I I... I very happily spend money on these people. So I buy gifts upon gifts upon gifts. Um, I shower these people with every every bit of positivity in my life. I do what I can to make sure that they're happy, um, that they know that I, that I think the world of them, regardless of the hurt I may have caused. And that's where it becomes problematic because that that way of thinking is I know it's really bad but it's really difficult for me to come away from that because that's what I'm used to that's what I'm that's what I'm used to having I've had key people in my life who have done that where an apology wasn't enough you have to go above and beyond and you're indebted to this person for the rest of your life so do you do you understand that only because that's what you've had in the past doesn't mean that you have to keep doing that in the future I think because I've I've not seen any other way that's been proven helpful, I still have that same thought process. I have nothing else to compare it to. Even though that this process isn't helpful to you. Yeah, because this this is my comfort zone. This is my comfort zone, and this and I am I am I can use the word here. I feel confident in that thought process because then I know I've gone above and beyond to make sure that the people I've hurt are aware of this and that I am doing everything in my capacity to ensure that they are happy for the amount of time that I may have hurt them. And why do you say it becomes problematic? Because it, it's it's almost like having OCD but with thoughts. Yeah, it becomes over the top. It, it gets see, intrusive, very, very yeah, intrusive. And that's what's interesting is that when you asked Andrew just now, you know, how can we do this? For me, it wasn't about how can we, how can we get in touch with others? The answer that I would have jumped in with is it's about connecting with that, that, that with ourself. Because you're buying gifts, you're saying sorries and you're buying gifts to people who don't necessarily need that. And it will be endless because you're putting that power to the external. You're waiting for that external to give forgiveness that they might already have done. They might not ever want to do. They might not be able to do. They might feel nothing about it. And it will be an endless, endless spiral the there. It could be a burden to them. It, yeah, like, it, beca- the it will probably become... Yeah, yeah, because actually the person that you hurt... And the reason that you're doing this is yourself. Mm. You haven't forgiven yourself yeah. for that. 
it's you that needs the loving words it's you that needs and that's why earlier andy you said you know i think it's bullshit that you don't you shouldn't go back to that past and i think what you were saying is you know don't ruminate on it don't get stuck at that person of the past but i think i i I strongly disagree we shouldn't leave it it is still a part of ourself a very true part of ourself in in the, yes. the the scheme of life time is so non-linear we are everything our past future and present in every moment and if there is pain there it's not that other person's pain it's your pain so to to connect with that version of yourself to sit with it to explore to be with to forgive is so important and how do we do that i think it's going to look different for each person but I think really just reflecting on it, whether that's something, whether you want to take a photo, find a photo of yourself at that time. If, if you're visual, if you're going to, you know, lie in bed and, and, and just dream about it, think about it, visualize it, whether it's going to be writing letters to that past version of yourself. How you've got to do this in your own time and in your own way and very delicately, very carefully, because it's inevitably going to bring up so much so many raw emotions but so what's the point of that (laughs) like what's the point of just reflecting onto something that's just gonna you know cause yourself more fucking harm and grief and and opening up those wounds i mean when you when you are when you're going through that process is i mean is just acknowledging it enough no, I think you're you're from... acknowledging it and you're working towards a place of forgiveness. The point is that you're forgiving yourself and by forgiving yourself, you're healing yourself. And by healing yourself, you're making the world a better place. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I just don't understand how you can go from looking back at it to, you know, to the next part. So if, I'm, if I've got something really cringy that I'm thinking about from the past what i've tried to do in the past is well i i understand that shit's only a really big deal if i make it a big deal Mm -hmm. so if i've got something that i'm looking looking in the past and i think like fuck that was cringy what i try and do is laugh at it Mm -hmm. is see the the funniness in the situation and the way that our minds work is that when we're looking back at something we're not looking back at the actual event we're looking at back at the last time that we remembered it so we're looking back at the memory of it so the following time when i'm looking back at this event that the first time i kind of laughed at it doesn't hurt as much because i've kind of taken the edge of it of it being painful to look at and the next time when i look back at it again because i'm so a couple of steps down from associating a positive feeling with that memory that's how i kind of you know get get through it or find acceptance or find find peace with a with with something that i used to find find cringy and i think cringy and it is one and humor humor can work and you know you know it firsthand that it can work but so if i can use the example that you bought earlier you said just now i don't know how why what's the point of that and how you can go from that place of observation to that place of kind of forgiveness and what's that about so you said earlier i i bullied someone at school i was very mean to someone at school so that was the past event at some point in the time beyond that you looked back and go oh my god that was awful what was i doing 
and that was that moment of of becoming aware of it but what you've said that you did and the way that you sit with it now is you explored it and you understood as you started to explore yourself at that time that you weren't just a nasty bully for the sake of it you were feeling these insecurities within yourself you were feeling this pain within yourself and at that time you let it out on him so that's that's how you went through that process that's how you were able to forgive yourself at that time because you understood the reasons that you were doing it you understood yourself in the wider context so you're no longer this this mean boy in the playground you are a complex person in a complex situation which you now can understand when you look back on but at the time you couldn't so that's the point and that's the process it's something that you've gone through already yeah but i th- i think where the difference is between sumaya and myself is that once i've done the deeds of looking back and thought actually i i really need to reach out to this person and you know just just reaching out for me that was enough of like okay i've said sorry i can move on from this where i feel like sumai you 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 don't have that you kind of feel like there's no there's no end to it and i think and i think that's that's i think that's purely that's that's just a mental thing isn't it yeah Um, what i i agree with you and i think allowing yourself to 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 close that chapter and i think the reason why is and again it's coming it's all surfacing from hearing you guys talking as well and I think the reason is because when I've been hurt in the past I've not been hurt this much like a a, a tiny amount it's been hurt on a large scale and therefore if I if I feel like I've hurt someone the only comparison I have is the extreme pain and therefore my response to it is very extreme and sometimes I'll be and there have been almost on all occasions I've always had a response back saying look it's fine whatever was done was done you didn't hurt us you just weren't in a good place and we've had these conversations but it's still not enough because my my understanding of their pain is the pain that I've gone through and people that I love have gone through and looking at how we've been able to get response for that pain has played a massive part in other people's pain so I see their pain as as how mine is very very raw very very strong when reality is and there's a possibility that I'm over I'm overthinking their pain and I'm putting mine onto them by saying they must be feeling exactly like this and it's very raw and very big therefore the reaction is very raw and very big as well yeah makes sense makes sense i think you make a profound observation there because we do experience the world and understand the world based on our own experiences we we can't do anything else so now that you're aware that you do this are you able to to see what you can put in place to to not do this i do and I think it's come, I mean, from what you guys have said, the first thing I need to do is to forgive myself. And the only way I can do that is by looking at the people I have around me at this po- at this moment in my life. Um, if I was a horrible person or if I was a pain in the arse or I was any of those things, 
I wouldn't have the people I have in my life right now. Um, I'm surrounded by people who who have some form of love for me without that sounding very, very boastful. Um, I have people in my life who I know I can trust who can pull me up and say, look, that was a bit of a dick move. You should have done this. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for letting me know. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure it doesn't happen again, you know? So I think the first thing is to forgive myself. And I think the second thing is to look at, look at the journey from there to now and and I, and I think say to myself that I'm incurring pain on myself that I've tried to get rid of from a young age I'm rid of that pain and I'm therefore doing this to myself and I need to work through that look at forgiving myself and saying well you know what I need to stop hurting myself for the things that have happened in the past because the past is there for a reason. I've done what I can in my ability and all I have now is the life that I've fought for for such a long time and it's about time that I start living that without keep revisiting the past. So I think that's my next my next uh, call for action on that front. That to me sounds like courage. What, what was the definition of that again? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm pulling up yeah, Google as no, you guys. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, mate. To me, that sounds that sounds full on fucking courageous. You know, you you've really internally you know you've peeled those layers off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you've you know you've looked within yourself and realized that these are the things that that, that you are doing that mm. that's causing you stress or anxiety. Yeah. You've confronted to them and acknowledged them. And now you're you're finding a way of of how to prevent that from affecting you going forwards. Now the ability to look at that internally can be extremely daunting and painful, and to allow yourself to go through those steps, to to those steps is is what I find really courageous. Because you could have gone like, nah, fuck it, I don't want to look at it. Nah, it's not me. No, it's not anything for me. I'm fine. I'm fine where you didn't and you choose to acknowledge that there is something wrong mm. not wrong that you choose that there is something within yourself that you want to address yeah and you've and and you're doing it and and i think that's amazing that's you know that's complete you know self-development no yeah yeah i'll take Natalie, that i'll take what that what are your what are your fancy fancy words to <laughs> Fancy words. Like well, my fancy, fancy words, words about this. Well, what are your fancy words about a comment such as I've just put down there? Yeah, I, I, I fundamentally agree. I think it's incredibly oh, thank courageous. You. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, I, An occasion, I, I ladies and gents. An occasion of duality coming together. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. I think any self-reflection is courageous mm. it's it's hard it's so hard to look at ourselves, to look at our truth but don't you don't, i mean don't you do that the whole fucking time can't go and do this and you're not good enough to do that or these people don't want you there you see i would say that that is different than the active act of yep. reflection I agree with 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you there actually. I think because you're not self-reflecting, is it? That's just yourself, like your self-doubt yeah. or your. It's about creating um a, a a compassionate self that can combat those things. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes that process of self-reflection when we want to actively engage in it, it can make it a lot easier, a lot nicer when we are doing that, having cultivated a nice inner dialogue, having our best friend within our inner dialogue, having our professor in our inner dialogue teaching ourselves stuff, having the detective in our inner dialogue observing other stuff. I think reflection is an active process and we shouldn't do it all the time because kind of as we've discussed this this session we that takes away from the moment you said earlier i want to live the life and experience the life that i've worked so hard to get that i've fought for and so if we are always reflecting on the past or always envisioning the future we take away from that moment but at the same time present. yeah yeah and accepting accepting what is mm. we spend so much time in dialogue in in questioning in thought that we are struggling so many of us around the world are struggling when actually if they put all of their thoughts aside and just sat in their chair wiggled their toes and fingers took a deep breath looked around them they'd realize everything is okay everything is totally okay myself included i do it i'm 100 percent guilty for it i think a lot of us are yeah mate and i'm 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 definitely so guilty of that i find it so hard of just truly being present in the moment right now and just focusing on what I'm actually doing right now is in sitting down inside in front of my laptop speaking to you two people and everything's fine right now currently at this precise moment everything's fine and that's you know there's, there's definitely a, a comfort in that but even when I'm saying that I still feel like I'm subconsciously fighting away those voices mm-hmm. of like no they're not you still got the dishes to do and, mm-hmm. mm, and hell know. that is not fine <laughs> that is not fine nobody likes but, a chores uh, right. <laughs> but even something as, something as simple as that can affect my mood on not being totally present and thinking that there's something not completely fine and do you know what i've got a i've got a freaking quote for this guys god my 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 quote list is ever growing drum roll uh, uh, no carry on talking i'll find it i'll be a minute oh, oh damn it that like, was such a good a moment for this come on oh i, I think i found <laughs> oh, it yes go on life Andy. ready for this yes ladies and gentlemen just while you're listening to this can i just get you to take a big breath exhale drop your shoulders unclench your jaw and listen to this life has zero problems in it every problem anyone has is based on your perception 
of life. That's it. <laughs> I thought you were going to go on. Oh, I think no, it's that, very that true. It. It's yeah. very much life akin to Frankl's sense yeah. that, you know, it's all about our attitude. Yeah. It's all in our attitude. And that true happiness is the absence of the search for happiness. Yeah. That's one that just fucking gets me every time, eh? Well, that's what I like about moments like this, like doing a podcast or when we have the mental health groups and all of that. It forces you to stay present in that moment Mm -hmm. because you're constantly conversing, you're listening, you're talking, you're exploring, you're doing all of these things in one moment and it grounds you. Like even talking now with you guys, it's almost like I don't have time to think about the past. I don't have time to think about the future because... I'm so intrigued by the present right now. We're having these conversations that Mm. I don't think 10 years ago we would have gone, you know what, there's going to be a space where we can talk about all the weird shit and the thoughts that are going in our mind. And someone will go, actually, you know what, I get the same, if not even weirder and even shittier. And I I quite like that. I Mm. quite like that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think we live in a world which is so focused on the external as well. And the fact that we are doing this in this moment together, this moment is already important. Releasing it as a podcast is a whole nother ball game. It it's a whole it's it's almost entirely separate for me. Because we are not doing this or we are not experiencing this moment together on the off chance that it will be released, heard about, and appreciated by other people. If it does, fantastic. That's a bonus. If this brings any inquisition, if this brings questioning, if this brings reflection, if this inspires ideas in listeners, brilliant. That is truly brilliant. But likewise, we are having this, taking this this leap of faith to just sit here and tune in with each other in this moment each week hmm, if we arrange it but i hope so each week and just having <laughs> this space sharing this space together it's so valuable and people shouldn't be put off from just doing something that they find meaningful whether it's a podcast a piece of art music going on a jog whatever they want to do going on a jog no thanks um (laughs) (laughs) on the off chance that it will have a ramification for others we should do things because they're meaningful for us you've got to prioritize yourself because no one else is going to do that for you yeah no one else is going to do that for you that's where that's where you, you go back into um you know they what you if you're doing it for yourself you're only competing with yourself and if you're only competing with yourself you're in a league of your own and that's a beautiful place to be i love that yeah and it's um it's it's you know it's 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 one of my i think fundamental rules that i have for myself in life is that the only person i compete with is myself um because then i'm i'm untouchable i'm completely untouchable and that's awesome but the problem with that is you never win because you know you're always battling with the future you or you're always winning you're always winning 
I like that. I like that yeah. mindset that you're always willing, willing. Yeah, willing and winning, winning, winning. both. <laughs> yeah. Willing and winning. But I think I'm I'm with you on that. And especially for you, Andy. And again, I, I don't think you see yourself through our eyes. Well, my eyes anyway. Because when I look at you and your mindset and the way you're just, you're just sort of very, what's the word? You're not a bullshitter. If you want to do something, you'll find a way of doing it and you'll get there. Whether it works, it works, doesn't it? doesn't. But you do it. That's true. And that's that's true. That's something that's just—it's yours. Yeah, it's yours. I th- I, th- I think I like to retract to the previous comment of winning or losing. Yeah. I I don't think there is a winner or a loser. I think while you're competing with yourself, you're competing. You're on that journey. You're doing something. Um, and and I think that's that's what's that's kind of what's just kind of hit home a little bit for me is that you know you know when you when you're competing with yourself you you obviously you're trying to do better than the person you were yesterday um and you know sometimes you do it sometimes you're not it doesn't really matter but the whole point is is that you're competing is that you're you're trying you're putting an effort in you're self-reflecting you're looking back what the person did yesterday what they did good what they did bad what could they be doing better and you know what can you learn going forwards and i think that's the whole point what i've actually been missing this whole time is that i'm not i'm not you know it's it's not a race that's the thing it's it's a journey it's an adventure and um and you know it, it's an adventure that i'm 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 writing the chapters you know at the moment at the present and the the more things i do the more chapters there are to write um i i kind of i've always felt in life that you, you know you have many lives I, I don't just have one life i have many lives i've lived many lives i lived in different places i had different group of friends you know i had different sleeping pattern i had a different diet i had a different exercise routine i was a different person i thought differently i knew different things whereas now when i'm here i eat different again i've got different sleeping pattern yada 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 so i I do believe that that you may you may have one existence but you lead many lives and i think that's sometimes that that you know you you forget that and I think sometimes we can get so caught up in having so many goals in life that we tend to forget that actually we could be setting a foundation for a future generation. And although we might not feel like we can accomplish everything in this moment, it's a it could be a foundation to a whole a whole new world where mm. you know, people could be building Baby up from steps, it. Baby steps, man. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. I- I love that you ever watch like movies where like oh if you go back in time you know the smallest thing can have the biggest the smallest change you put in has the biggest impact in the future but we fucking never think about that now imagine what small things that you could implement now that has the biggest changes in the future it could be as simple as a conversation really yeah to a piece of writing a piece of art you don't know no but I think it's it's so important to think about it, that there the the smallest changes that you can implement in your life, you know, can have the biggest biggest changes further down the line. And a lot of the time, you know, the smallest implements the smallest things you implement 
you don't even notice a difference but the more you implement those small things the more you do those baby steps the more gradually you change them and Mm -hmm. the easier it is instead of just jumping off the deep end i find that a very meaningful point that you've made there and also the opposite of that i feel is also true the small things that we don't change the small things that we don't alter that we do put up with against our our wishes against what feels right to us it can feel like such a big deal to say you know no i'm not gonna be working with you here or no i'm not gonna do that for you or you know, i'm not comfortable to do this and putting a stop to these these things can feel so overwhelming but actually later down the line if we don't do that we can become very damaged and if we do do that we probably won't even mem- remember that conversation however big we've built it up in our head mm. yeah like uh um have have i ever told you the theory that life is like a game of tetris go on so and it's totally it's totally true you know like the, the tetris the game on the on the game boy um where you got specific shapes and you got to put them all in order and then if the if that line is complete they all disappear well if you don't if you've got <laughs> the younger viewers are like wow oh, gaming has changed yeah. <laughs> google tetris yeah but it's yeah but it's 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 totally true that if you don't if you don't have all your all your shapes in order and there's gaps um then that line stays there until you've got all your shit in order and all those the holes are filled in those gaps so constantly all your problems are there but as soon as a problem is resolved it disappears so the only thing that you're constantly seeing are all your problems where what things that disappear are all the things that you've done well that's why when i when i write my lists of shit that i need to do i always find it important to move all the things i've done over over into a done list even if it's just done for that day or done for that week that if i look back at the end of the week and i feel like i haven't accomplished a lot i can look back at my mm-hmm. list and be like oh shit actually do you know what? yeah okay i have actually done a fair bit this week um, and i think that's important to do because you do have that a lot in life the things you do constantly see are just the negative things mm-hmm. or the things you haven't done yet or the things that are out of you know out of order or all the things you still have to do yeah, yeah. Um, whereas all the things that you have done or that you've accomplished or that you feel good about because you've done them they're complete you've closed that chapter they're gone um so it's important to have things in life or have things in order that you can have them to reflect that of of you know of of things that you have accomplished or things that you have done well so what are the things that you guys do that makes you reflect on the positive things that you have in your life or have done in your life I think it's an area of my life which has been somewhat neglected over the last couple of years. It's been neglected while I haven't had my own place and it's taken me a while, I think, um, to start 
putting visual aids, visual reminders of the positive. Um, but generally speaking, I always try and surround myself yeah, with visual aids of this. And that can be little tokens from my travels. Um, photographs are very, very important to me. And I usually try to have some on display or have some nearby books can be important, meaningful books, whether I'm reading them or not, but just to have them close. Um, and art, of course. Do you feel like that's enough? I think it's an area of my life that's been somewhat neglected lately. Yeah. Uh, so what are you going to implement to change this? Well, after this, I'm going to make big changes, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope so, mate. I find it so important to have things around you that, you know, that, that, that make you uh, remember awesome shit that you've done or, or things that you've accomplished. I'm going to buy a quad bike and a big net and I'm going to drive around the world and catch all of my closest friends and then keep them just on little shelves in my room <laughs> and that and then... ladies and gents is how not to go about <laughs> thank you okay bye <laughs> <laughs> we will be having a crisis talk post yeah, podcast okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, i'm coming Samaya? for you samaya <laughs> <laughs> mate window shut door shut I'm going to send you out flyers. If you see this person, please ring the number below. I'll put Andy's, I'll put Andy's number down. Put my number on it. I'll, I'll put Andy's number in. down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Natalie. What about you? Oh, what do I have? Um, yeah, so the picture behind me that you can see there in the red, that uh, is one of my biggest reminders. Um so that was done on paper um i've always been obsessed with roses and i first started painting and drawing roses and then got into the art i'm doing now and that for me is one of the biggest um reminders that i have because again favorite colors gold and red just go beautiful together and they're both colors that in my uh, I mean, Nat and Andrew will know because we've spoken about this extensively before. But I've, I'm, I've, colors have different meanings to me, and for me, red has always been a very, very powerful color. Um, I don't go a day except today in the past few days. I don't go a day without putting on red lipstick. Um, gold again is a color for me that is very empowering. It's very sort of um, this is who I am, and I. I'm fucking amazing, even at the times that I do forget it. So that is a very, very big reminder of those things. I also have, again, paintings that I've done in the middle of doing scattered around the room. And that keeps me grounded because I have very, very big plans for my future. And it it's a reminder that I'm still on a journey. And if I take a back seat now, it will I will regret it for the rest of my life. It's something that I will regret for the rest of my life. What I've also done is I've changed my room around and I've put my mirror in a place that's opposite my window. And so whenever it's morning or it's night, I get a reflection from my mirror. And those two moments are very, very vital for me because I try to ensure I take out 
at least five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening to um, remember all the good I have. In the morning, it's sort of like a power start. So those five minutes will be what I'm, what I've got for the day, how I'm feeling, making sure that I'm aware that I'm my I'm surrounded by people I love, respect, and have chosen to be part of my life. And the evening five minutes is always to deliberate over the day to be thankful for all the things I have. And even if I've had a really laid back day, it's a moment for me to just smile and be at peace and just within myself to say, I am so fucking blessed to have the life that I have. So those are my things. I have more, many, many more, but it will go on for hours and we don't have hours. So that's fucking mine. Way, that'll do it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see, you know, when I'm... So while I'm while we're recording this and we we're sharing the video um i i can see your posture change when you when you're describing that like i literally i can see your shoulders dropping and you you you're becoming taller so it's it's quite interesting to see how empowering that that picture behind you is to you by simply talking about it your you know the way that you're talking you suddenly become a bit louder and more you coming across a lot more confident so it's 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 quite nice to see how how empowered you can be by by an everyday item such as that so that's nice to see i used to have a sign on top of my bed saying get the fuck out and kick ass in the world <laughs> um yeah it's just a bold letters just printed i used to have on top it worked for like i don't know two three months and then you know just it lost its it lost its magic um, and then they used to just judge me hanging there, thinking I wouldn't <laughs> go out and do it. <laughs> so yeah, so I think it's it is important that if you do have motivational things, to make sure that it does still work and that it does still motivate you. And if it doesn't, you know, print something else out. Maybe I don't know. Find something else to motivate. Have you, a I whiteboard. I have a whiteboard. Yes, <laughs> works wonders. Love a whiteboard. I have yeah. a whiteboard and a notice board. So. Yeah yeah it's good honestly white we i mean we said this last time that the power of the list and um there's there's a friend of mine sachelle who is absolutely she's amazing she's absolutely phenomenal i have to have a chat with her about coming coming online um or coming and joining us for a for a session i won't go too much into it but listeners stay tuned um i hope she'll she'll join us um but yeah on that note i think we're close to calling it calling it quits so before we go recommendations have you guys watched any good movies or, or documentaries one that you'd day like to recommend one day i think it's called co- oh no no it's not called <laughs> Oh, I was so that. confident. I, I I don't know why I jumped in with that. It's, it's either called One Day or About Time. Mm. About time. It's got Bill Bill Nye in it, and it's about time travel. Oh, cool. Okay. And it is, you know, it's somewhat related, in fact, to what we speak of today. <laughs> probably because we usually cover literally all bases in all our yeah. conversations so anything can tie in but this this concept of um so the men in the family are able to to time travel back to a specific moment and 
it's it you know you can only you can you can you don't want to change certain things but you want to you you can experience life again and again and again you can experience the mundane things in life in different ways and find joy in them about being present like we were speaking you know you can be be present in a in a different way knowing that you've got the opportunity to to return and do it again except we don't we don't have an opportunity to really relive it again we can go back there in our memories you know and that does it some justice but actually it's so important to engage in each moment of each day because that is the only time we will ever experience it very true natty very true and some beautiful words there ladies and gentlemen done by our house natalie Frazier from existential offering finally <laughs> samaya over to you what are your uh a good movie or documentary you would like to share with the world oh a good movie or documentary um i don't think anything comes to mind at the moment i mean i'll go after you andy because I've, I've, okay. nothing's coming to mind. Um, I would like to... Do you know what I would really like to recommend to the world? Um, the Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia LaBeouf. Freaking an amazing movie. It's on Netflix as well, so make sure you have a look at that if you get a minute. Was that long enough, Samaya? Uh, probably not. I don't think no. I have a recommendation, to okay. be honest. Well, maybe write that down for next time. Mm. How are we, uh, on that note, before we close off, how are we feeling? Inspired. Inspired. Yeah. Sumi, Sumaya. Yeah, I'd say the same. Inspired, Inspired and highly blessed. Are you feeling confident? Oh, yeah. Do you have, oh, yeah. are your insecurities high? My insecurities high. <laughs> uh, no, my is insecurities. That a term? Can you say that? Are your insecurities high? On the uh, on the insecurity scale this evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, where uh, where are you standing? Um, yeah. I think Confused. I I've re realigned what I mean or how I feel about my insecurities. I'm not. I'm not embarrassed about them now i'm not scared about them now i want to relate to them and when they come up i'm i have a new curiosity about them now that's sweet fucking a i'm gonna close it on that ladies and gentlemen this was peel that onion thank you very much tune in with us next week bye-bye <laughs> bye-bye